0: Joshi Joshi, this is uh, episode 4, and as always, I am here with Tom. Hello. Hello. And it's actually been, uh, Stardom has slowed down a little bit on all the shows, so we actually should get caught up today, which is great. And we should have time to cover some other promotions as well. Uh, This summer, seen a lot of title changes, so we're going to get into those. Uh, We've already gotten into, on the last episode, some from Stardom. Obviously, the white and red belts and, well, every belt <laughs> has changed hands in stardom, except for the high-speed title, which is currently residing in Mexico.
1: Um, and uh, the uh, Vipers belt, the SWA belt. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the uh, Junior belt, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's on lock. That's on lock. Yeah. Star- Starlight's never dropping that.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. um, We'll start it off with Tom's never-ending live show journeys, which I'm extremely jealous of. So <laughs> so, so where have you gone this time, Tom?
1: And well, this, this is meant to be the start of the show where we exchange stories about, you know, the live wrestling we've seen. So I'm putting a lot of this on you well, as well. Well, <laughs> um,
0: unless I go back to the 1970s, there is no wrestling here. <laughs> if the listeners don't know, I am in the the uh, the extremely hot state of South Carolina. And they used to, right down the road, about 10 minutes away, where I saw NXT, actually, it's called the Township Auditorium, and they used to record every all the weekly mid-Atlantic televisions there. So you might be able to see that if you watch some old tapes, but uh, Flair and Steamboat are long gone, and now we might get one or two shows a year.
1: Whereas I live in Britain which has a lot of wrestling now for some reason mm. um, and has done for a kind of a while. Uh, but anyway, what I went to see was not British or English wrestling. <laughs> uh, I went to Milton Keynes to see New Japan as put on by RevPro, which was fun. Uh got to meet a lot of people who uh, we, well, both myself and Justin know collectively through the Oratory Board. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to introduce a lot of people to their very first live wrestling event which was very cool that's always so and got to see uh minoru suzuki shortly after his 30th anniversary with his new music which is the same as his old music but just sounds a little bit more dramatic i still haven't heard it to be honest oh it's it's great is it it's it's as good as the real music it's as it's as good as the original It's, it's there's not much different to be honest um yeah, it's 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 roughly the same. It's more nor Suzuki. Yeah. You can still chant, still chant everything you want for it. Okay. So it's it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I mean, all the downsides. I had to go to Milton Keynes, which, yeah, it's Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes is a city that was built with by someone who doesn't know what cities look like. <laughs> How's that? It's it's it, it's kind of like well, you can travel one end of the city to the other. And it's all grid pattern, mm. with roundabouts and like trees, and so there's very few visible buildings. It's like it's the world's largest industrial estate. Oh, wonderful! It's it's so weird. But yeah, uh, for some reason, a lot a lot of a lot of Americans go there, uh, go put big shows there, for no reason I can uh, r- rationally explain. Well, there's the building nice. It was a hockey rink. Oh boy hockey's <laughs> not the biggest sport in the uk you
0: don't say yeah wow it
1: was it, it, it no it was a few thousand people it was it was a good crowd okay. uh and yeah it was fine it was fine I mean i, I was going to pick up some merchandise at the end of the show and we got basically railroaded out of the building by security Why's that which was was there a hockey game coming on no it was just like oh the show's over now you got to go it was like but the, the there's like 10 meters away I could see. I could see people selling merchandise and they just say, No, you got to go this way. It's like, but, but come on. That's
0: very strange. That's very strange.
1: Yeah, I was going to buy a Nagata shirt and I just got railroaded out uh, away from it by big, scary eyes. That, so. that reminds me of when I
0: went to NXT a couple of years ago here at the township again. Um, it was back when uh, Balor was champ and Shinsuke was new. And every time the audience got excited and stood up the security guards would yell at everyone to sit down it was very strange it's, you, you know this is a wrestling show
1: right <laughs> yeah. yeah it was awful it, when venues that don't run a lot of shows like this don't know how to run the shows basically yeah, yeah. but i had a similar experience at, uh, at york hall and they ran stuff all the time Interesting. like i was almost i was trying to get to the front trying to get to the, the table with chris wolf at and there was just security basically stood in front of the merch tables just r- ushering people out so and they had to go across to the uh the venue across the street to sell merchandise instead so i was like but they've already got the merchandise laid out here this is going to take 10 minutes yeah
0: <laughs> yeah very strange so. yeah some buildings just aren't managed very well so no but but yeah
1: so you saw new japan I saw New Japan, which is no small thing. If you watch it on the New Japan uh, World app, you'll get the RevPro edit version. And I think I've mentioned before, RevPro is not my favorite company from a production end. Uh, So if you want to see a a, a really good New Japan show that looks like a 2002 indie show, (laughs) then... And if you want to hear Kevin Kelly, who is the best commentator in wrestling, coupled with Andy Boy Simmons, who is the worst... Oh, wow. It's really a show of contrasts. <laughs> so, uh, well, two shows actually. I haven't, I haven't even watched the Manchester show yet. I can't bring myself to, it, even though there's like a bunch of good matches on there. Yeah. So Yeah. Um. Uh, like, like Ishi versus Suzuki. So. Yeah. Well,
0: not to focus too much on the men. Then, what do you have upcoming? Because I saw something this morning <laughs> that really, really upset me. yeah i know what that was because you like the you like the tweet yeah that's the only option is to give it a heart i wanted to give it a skull and crossbones
1: yeah well firstly i already bought bought tickets for all four of the she won shows which are in november yeah uh so that's going to be fantastic obviously it's two shows each day uh at the resistance gallery uh uh for Eve for Eve Pro Wrestling and I'm really really looking forward to that. Uh they're doing qualifiers already so we get to see some people who who are might or might not be in. And then Eve have also announced that they are doing a eight woman international title tournament at the end of September including in, in, <laughs> including a couple of shows featuring Chris Wolf, mm. Chihiro Hashimoto mm. and Hadakamura. Jesus. why
0: does everyone get to see her live except me drives me i I suspect it sins in a past life it is i'm atoning i'm atoning (laughs) i can never
1: see my favorite wrestler in person but yeah that's i mean it's a thursday night and a saturday night which is a bit of a a weird one but i think we might myself and chris might still be able to go to both yeah just because I mean, how, it's it's pretty rare to see a, a, an international title tournament held, you know. Even if it is in the Resistance Gallery, and then Waltham Bestow the following day, so yeah, it's or the the two days after anyway. Once again,
0: so, Eve puts on things you you just have to make time for.
1: Well, I mean, their show last night, which I which I couldn't go to, uh, partially because I have to draw the line somewhere. Right. Traveling to London's a lot. Yeah, I wanted to go to that, but I wasn't able to. Yeah. Uh, yeah well the line the
0: line you draw should be on the contract of a
1: flat in london no (laughs) not moving to london (laughs) it's a horrible place it's not a horrible place it's a very nice place that's just far too big yeah yeah um yeah i've been there it was what 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 else uh oh yes also got tickets for the progress show at wembley Mm, which is good very nice will that have any women's matches Probably Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Okay. Well, she's the Progress Women's Champion as far as it. No, Ginny no, is actually, yeah, isn't Gin- she? Well, who knows by then. So. Yeah, exactly. But there's going to be a decent women's presence there. So. Very cool. Oh, and I was also going to say, um, uh, a quick shout out to Dan Reed, who is the owner of Eve. um Him and his wife Emily, they run the company together. They were supposed to be going out for a. uh to participate in the protests against the arrival of Donald Trump, which is a worthy and noble cause. Very nice. And so where are they going? They were going out in London uh, because they have their big banners, which say that one of Eve posters is uh, a female pro wrestler pile driving a person in a (laughs) suit with blonde hair and a red tie. Who could that be? With the the slogan, pile drive a fascist, which is great. (laughs) Especially because um, somebody uh took a vi- to uh linked a tweet which they made about it to the FBI asking them to investigate Oh my it.
0: god. <laughs> yeah. Just in uh, case but- somebody really tries to give a pile driver to the American president.
1: Exactly. Just in case. It's a definite th- it's a definite realistic yeah. threat. Yeah,
0: it is. I mean, I saw a lot of Memphis and Jerry Lawler had a <laughs> nasty pile driver.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyway what i was going to say was uh Dan actually got hospitalized before he went out uh, and lost sight in one eye wow. for some reason. Wow. Uh so he uh, you know, just wanna, I just want to I really hope that he's doing better and uh and that you know I'm, I'm sure that he's on the mend but that's that sucks. Yeah. So. Wow, uh, that
0: is pretty serious. I hope he gets better.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, it's a big loss, not just... Not, not, it was a big loss on the day, obviously, because I wanted to see that pile drive a fascist thing on the news, but... Right. But just in general, I hope he's okay, because I always see him around at Eve shows, and he's just... He seems like a combination of uh, a happy-slash-very-harassed guy. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just, by, just by the fact that he has to run a live wrestling show every so often, yeah. so... Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, are, we caught, are we caught up on the live events? I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm watching a lot of the G1 right now, but that's just, that's just life. Yeah, yeah. I think we can move on to the news. Okay, so we're going to
0: start with the first entrance out of 32 to the May Young Classic coming up this summer. We have uh, eight people that are either officially announced or it's from trustworthy sources.
1: Ah, is it eight now? It's up to. I eight. only have se- I only have seven names, so this should be interesting. I wonder who I'm wrong about then.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, shall I give you my names and then you can fill in the extra? Let's do it. Okay, so Io Shirai. Yeah. Mako Satamura. Of course. Caitlyn. Yeah. Formerly of NXT fame, obviously, mm. and women's match fame, women's former women's champion. Uh, Varice Gabrielle Yeah From the Philippines Yeah Ginny mm-hmm. uh, Who we spoke about previously Casey Catanzaro That's the ninja warrior woman Yeah And Canadian veteran Nicole Matthews Aha You are You are missing Rhea
0: Ripley Who was in the last Of one. course yeah yes i've got the 20 year old australian girl she's or i don't know how she is now but last year she was super impressive and she posted some pictures on social media or she probably always does but now i'm actually seeing them um she's like really really muscular now
1: so (laughs) (laughs) well when with the standard in the end in that place being um bianca belair i know you know. know if she's if she's trying to move into those steps she. But, uh, yeah, she was already tall and, and with quite broad shoulders. Yeah. So, you know, given the advantage of a year in the Performance Centre, I can only imagine. It's going to be... I can't wait to see it. Can't wait. Well, she she was the only person signed directly off the back of the last Mae Young Classic. Yeah, she was. Yep. So, uh, I mean, she's had the most time of anyone to get ready. Yeah.
0: Other people already were signed, or it was later, so...
1: So, yeah, that's... Uh, it was... Eight people of a thirty-two woman field. Yes. So we should have another. Wait, let's do the math. Carry the one. Twenty-four women. Did you Did you look for the root number there? Uh, I I just pictured how many I would put in a binder.
0: In a binder, binders full of women. <laughs> yes. <That's right. laughs> but yeah, it's a it's, off it's, to it's a really the, good it's start. the col- it's the collective
1: noun apparently. That's right.
0: <laughs> Instead of a gaggle of geese, it's a, a binder of women. Exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So that's, I mean, it's off to a hell of a start already. Uh, I was, I haven't heard about her since she got signed, but I thought that Casey Cutanzaro was really impressive just based on the uh, Ninja Warrior stuff. She's She's awesome. So I hope she adapts well to wrestling.
1: Yeah, uh, I've seen some of the NXT results, and she's kind of been working in a trio with Dakota Kai and uh, Nixon Newell, or whatever Nixon Newell's current new name is. Uh, so,
0: yeah, I can't think of it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, that's I'm I'm excited to see what she brings. I, it's, I'm sort of seeing her in like the Ziya Lee uh, spots where she has a match goes out in the first round, but demonstrates a lot of her physical skills. Right. Right, which is, that works for me. Hmm. So,
0: okay, well, next, uh, as I was saying before, there's a lot of title changes this summer. Joshi is the, uh, summer is the season of Joshi title changes. So this first one we're going to talk about, I didn't get to see because streaming devices, I mean, you might have one service work on one device, another service works on another, and right now, I only have a Fire Stick, which will play Stardom and Wave, but won't play other things. So I did not get to see the Jinsei Shinzaki twenty-fifth anniversary show. So, uh, Tom, you want to lead us through that one?
1: Yes, I was fortunate enough to see this about an hour ago, right. and <laughs> <laughs> just purely because I suddenly uh, suddenly thought oh, I could probably fit that in. Yeah. So yeah, it was for the vacant title, which was. And if any of you were listening to the last show that we did, the point, the 3.5 show, we talked a lot about Sendai Girls, talked about uh, uh, Hamada's win of that title from uh, Chihiro Hashimoto. We have also talked previously about Hamada being busted for drugs and mm. that, that uh, title being made vacant. This was the match to decide who was going to occupy that vacant title between the previous holder and uh, Dash Jusako because Dash had earned a title shot yeah and I think it's it's very positive actually that this that this happened on the June Senzaki 25th anniversary show because he's a co-founder of the Sendai girls company yeah and it was a good, very good crowd looked like it brings star it brings sorry Sendai girls to the attention of a lot of audience who might not normally see them mm. it was a very fun match I think that the highlights were probably <laughs> well as you know, uh, Chihiro Hashimoto is the illegitimate child of Brock Lesnar. Right. <laughs> and, and Dash Chisako is about 50 pounds.
0: Yeah. It's like uh, like Brock Lesnar's illegitimate child against a mid-2000s Hardy Boy or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so some of the highlights were Chihiro Hashimoto throwing a, a German suplex that had so much force if she had released her, she would have gone into orbit. <laughs> but she didn't release her and dragged her back down out of the atmosphere with her with her wrists cl- clutched around her waist and basically landed on her, on her uh, landed dash on her head. Jeez, it, w- it was very very impressive. Uh, yeah. There was also in a, in a Brock Lesnar esque spot actually. There was a uh, a on off the top rope by Hashimoto that looked like Jairo came up short and landed on her head. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, but I mean, the vast majority of it was—it it, was—it was surprisingly even. Uh, I think Dash always has a good way of convincingly getting her uh, getting her stuff in. Oh yeah, I think some of the highlights also were the, uh, Chihiro consistently breaking Dash's uh, roll-up finish, uh, and she really did finish in very dominant fashion. Uh, she was using that uh, back bridging non Northern Lights thing that Aja Kong was using. Right. Uh she she did two of those and then uh a German suplex for the finish. Um uh, afterwards Jin Chase and Zaki sponsors into the ring, they give a speech, they give a trophy, Dash shakes her hand. It was a it felt like a pretty big moment. That's that's great. Um
0: That's four that's the fourth right now for Chihiro, so
1: Yeah, but it's it's almost like an unbroken third. <laughs> you yes, know? yeah. We're just gonna pretend that never happened. Yeah, in the history books that's that's gonna be, you know Like when Flair lost the NWA title to a couple of people. Right, right. Never happened. Not to be mentioned.
0: Yeah. He's only a 16 or 18 or 21 or 24. Something. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's one neither of us saw. Uh, So we'll just get that out of the way and just say it happened, I suppose. Um, The lovely and talented Hikaru Shida won the oz academy championship from the talented i still haven't forgiven her yoshiko uh so that happened i'm glad yoshiko is no longer with a title and i'm glad shida is uh she's been entertaining on twitter lately (laughs) just since she won the (laughs) title i guess she's more active or something she uh she cosplays as like a role-playing game character and then on oh, Okay on an electric piano, she perfectly plays the theme of that character from the game. So she's like she'll be some woman from a Final Fantasy game and then she'll play that person's theme on the
1: piano well dressed up that way. It's just really cool. It's pretty I, I feel like that's just that's, that's a that's a Japanese stereotype or something right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That... Well I guess uh I guess some stereotypes are true. It's really cool, I guess. Uh to see how well she could play the piano. I've, I've always been jealous of people that could play the piano. I want to play the piano.
1: <laughs> well, I can kind of play the piano. I can
0: play if... You know those paper things that you put over the keys that tell you what the notes are?
1: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. I can do it if you do that. <laughs> but other, eh, otherwise...
1: I I, I I can play some Beethoven from memory. But hey. I, uh, my, uh, my, my musical talent ended at grade three, which is like third of the eight grades. Right. And it's one of those things where I could play almost like six or seven instruments to grade three, that's right. and, no- and nothing beyond. That's Can you play chopsticks? Uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> no, but only because I never learned. Oh. I think it was a it was, it was a strict like anti, you know, a- anyone could do that. Yeah, so. yeah, with their knuckles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so
0: that's a uh, Hik- Hikaru Shida. And next, we'll go to uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, which wasn't a championship. But it'll be a championship match. They had the Tokyo Princess Cup of 2018. Uh, and the finals took place on July 8th, so this time last week. Um, I was going for Yuka Sakazaki, but I cannot be too upset that the tournament was won by you. Yu is fantastic. She's uh, We talked about her on that Intro to Tokyo Joshi Pro episode where she's the the shorter one with a lot of judo and a lot of muscle. and
1: she she, she She's the serious one yeah. in Tokyo <laughs> yeah. Joshi Pro, basically. Yeah,
0: she's serious. Um, and yeah, I really like her, so I'm glad she won that. And she's a former champion, I believe, yeah? Oh yeah, she is, yep. Absolutely. Yeah, so... She should be an actual threat to uh, the coolest woman on Earth, Miyu Yamashita. <laughs> 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 Although, oh my god, uh, did you see... I guess there was a GIF on Twitter. I I think it's from the recent Up Up Girls show, but I could be wrong. Um, but she did her. You know how she does the spinning kick for her entrance when her name is announced? Yeah, yeah. Well, the fans were throwing streamers early, I guess, and she landed with her foot on one and just took a tumble. Just slipped Aww. right. Yeah, <laughs> and she just uh, she she handled it really well. She just smiled and then stood up and did the pose anyway.
1: <laughs> it, it, I think it's like when um in Stardom when the announcer was going too quickly and yeah. they couldn't clear the ring in time and it almost meant that Mayu slipped over and yeah, you know, copped it, whatever. Yeah. Uh also to mention, uh, with the Tokyo with Tokyo Joshi Pro obviously, right. is that they are gonna have an American presence this year. They
0: are. They
1: are. Uh are you familiar with well, obviously it's the Shikara King of Trios tournament. Yeah. I can't remember what
0: they're it's like Tokyo Police Corps or something like that. I can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, T- Tokyo
1: Justice Force or something Justice, along those lines. Yeah. But, it, but, it's, it, but it's Yoshida and, oh gosh, you'll have to help me with the names. Yeah, it's um, it's Miyu
0: Yamashida. It's yeah. Yuka Sakazaki. Well, okay, hmm. it's, it's Miyu Yamashida and the Miracles. So Sakazaki and uh, now I'm... Oh yeah, Sh- uh, Shoko Nakajima.
1: Which, which if I could pick three people to go, those would be the three. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Those are probably their biggest ones. Um, I, I mean, mean it,
1: unless, you know, yeah, th- th- those those would probably be the three from a ring work perspective, I would say. Yeah, and fourth, you'd probably have you.
0: And uh, then you got the internet darlings, which uh, I don't mean sarcastic, even though that's typically a sarcastic term. Uh, with Maho, who is still not returned from her issue, and uh, Maki
1: Ito. So. But yeah, M- M- Maki would probably be amongst my first choices. Oh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I say, from a ring work perspective, if if they're going to bring those girls in, they're going to want them to go a couple of rounds, so they need to be good. Yeah, and uh, th- don't they have two shows? I think
0: there's a second show where the people that don't make it through do a gigantic match or something. It's a
1: it's a it's a, it's a three day. Um, the took the the. the uh, King of Trios is normally a three-day arrangement. What happens is the first day you have all the teams face off against one other team. Uh, and then the second the second time sorry, the second day, you'll have the beginning of the uh, King of Flyers tournament, which is two four ways, and then the uh the second round of the overall King of Trios tournament. And then the last day you have do you have the semifinals and the final uh you have the final of the king of the, the Rey del which is the King of Flyers tournament, and you also have a uh, tag team gauntlet match, which mm. is usually about ten teams that's what I was thinking of so yeah it's it's a very nicely structured three day show normally, and it is one of those things where it doesn't really matter if I've watched a lot of Shikara. I'll always make time for King of Trios,
0: yeah, yeah, it's just uh it's just always a fun thing. I think the only year I saw it, Demolition was in it or something weird. Yeah, yeah, they've they,
1: that was fun. <laughs> Were you at that one? No, I. They did one in the UK yeah. uh, last year, which ah. was which was great because you had uh, Sendai girls coming in as the defending champions.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Up against British Strong Style in the final. That's so, so. cool. And I remember uh, I did see some
0: when AJ Styles was the Bullet Club leader cuz he ha- he was working that gimmick about slipping on the ropes.
1: Yeah, the yeah, yeah, the um I believe the final that year was AJ Styles and the Young Bucks versus the three primary luchadors from uh Lucha Underground.
0: Oh, you Lucha Underground. Okay.
1: So, yeah, so, so you, AAA. So you, yeah. yeah. basically it was uh, that was a really really fun show as well, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I've seen some but not Probably not as much as I would love
0: to see all the Sendai Girl stuff in there.
1: Yeah, they they've been in a bunch of years, and I can't thank King of Trios enough for being the being the source of in- introducing me to so many yeah. different wrestling acts that I never would have seen before. It's the first place I saw Big Japan. Mm. Uh, they had Dragon Gate. They well, they actually had uh, the very first time that mo- a lot of people would have seen Pete Dunne. Wow, and a lot of those guys, uh, and Tyler Bates and, and Trent Seven. The Tyler Bates and Trent Seven were Chikara tag team champions before anyone had heard of them in the U.S. That's incredible. Yeah. So they're yeah. they're good at plucking unknowns that you should know. Yeah, they're fantastic at it. Like I say, because, because Pete Dunne was in there in the King of Trios like three times. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> if you want to look for a talent scout, go no further than Mike Quackenbush. Seriously,
0: seriously, he yeah, should. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With that kind of record, he should get that job, frankly. But maybe some. Well, he'd, have
1: to, he'd take it from William Regal, so I'm not...
0: <laughs> oh, is Regal... Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they can just add him.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's done seminars there. Yeah, he has, so, yeah I remember uh,
0: that. I remember that.
1: Anyway, uh, uh, what, do we have anything else Tokyo Joshi Pro-related? Or We do not, but we have one okay. more
0: title change that uh, I saw last night. Uh, this was WAVE. And it was very upsetting to me. My 1B favorite wrestler, Misaki Ohata, lost her championship. Uh, luckily, though, it's to a woman I think is great. And it was a really good match. Uh, Takumi Iroha is the current champion now for Wave. And it was a really, really good match. Um I guess you had Ohata with the spinning back fist, you always see, and the just absolutely disgusting German suplexes, where she's trying to kill someone, and uh, I think she even uses the tequila sunrise with the with the arm uh, pump handle between the legs and a half Nelson, uh, but Aroha kicked out of that, um, and not yeah a and my my lesson I learned in this match was if you want to beat Ohada for a title, you have to kick her in the head a lot because Aroha was kicking her in the head a lot. Um, I, the finish was the second time Aroha hit a running Razor's edge release power bomb. And it's both times. It was just absolutely filthy. It was so good. Uh, um, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Um, and that put her down. That put Misaki down. After the match, uh, I they said nice words to each other, which is good. And then, I suppose Iroha asked who wants the next cha- next title shot because the entire roster stormed the ring angrily, and she pointed at all of them. And for her first title defense, she chose Asuka,
1: which is not Kana Asuka or Lioness Asuka, but capital letters Asuka. I think at this point, we could, if we say Asuka, we can just assume it's currently active in Japan Asuka. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Unless we're talking about WWE, it's it's going to be yeah. all capitals Asuka. Yeah. Um, Let's say Caps Asuka. Caps Asuka. <laughs> yeah, so that should be a good match. Asuka's, she's not, she's above average. She's not like the greatest, but she's good. Um, so that should be a really good match. Uh, I guess Iroha is going to be working for her way for a little bit. And I would say most people will know Takumi from all the Yokobito stuff in star, Stardom, and it was better than that. I mean, it's hard not to be when you have Misaki oh, Ohata in there. But
1: which, well, of course, uh, Oroha was also in the uh, Iroshii versus Stardom match. She was, she was. So, um, and that's the thing with Ohata. Like she's she's scaring me with the Joshi
0: the Joshi curses because she she has the best 12 months of her in-ring career, where she's just absolutely incredible, might be the best wrestler alive. And then she gets engaged, you know, recently, and now she's lost her title. Uh, so if Misaki Ohata retires, then I'm just shutting the show, show down. We're
1: done. <laughs> well, I mean, I, they, there's still hope. It's, something, it's not like she got engaged to Konami. <laughs> Yeah.
0: But man, imagine if uh, she did, that'd be a couple couple girls in a relationship that you should probably be pretty scared of.
1: <laughs> well, I haven't seen Ohati yet, so I'm yeah. still I'm still deficient on my wave knowledge. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. I I I will at some point gotta do an episode about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Which uh will not be soon because the next one it's looking like we're gonna move on to the next story. Which is, uh, we're moving into stardom. Uh, First, we'll talk about the protest of Utami Hayashishita, which is not going to be fun for uh, American and English tongues to have to say all the time. But uh, yeah, Uh, you want to tell them why that might affect a 0.5 episode.
1: Oh, right. Uh, Well, I mean, I guess we were, were sort of thinking about looking at this alongside, what was it, Gaia Girls? Gaia Girls. Uh, from a training perspective, but at the moment it looks like I mean, both of us have kind of scheduling issues when it comes to doing the point fives, and the point fives are only ever meant to be their partial, part time anyway. They're just little addendums and stuff, which yeah. we'll drop in when we're able. So yeah, they're not
0: always going to be there.
1: No, no, I mean, we'll yeah. we'll we'll do we'll do a few when we feel like there's a subject that really needs it, and obviously when we both have time. Yes. But when it comes to the protest of Utami Haishishita, who is, I believe, aged 19, maybe 20. Right. She, uh, I was really fascinated by this, actually, because I've, I've listened to interviews from people who have done, the, well, I guess Chris Wolfe is the only Westerner who's actually done this particular stardom-style test.
0: I assume it was much harder when she did it, To be honest. Not, not to take anything away from Utami, but...
1: I well, Chris definitely gave the impression when she did did her interviews that it, that the style and type of training has decreased in intensity. Yeah, that since that, she did it, this is not the Nanae Takahashi beat the shit out of people days. No, but it was like forty five minutes of pretty strong. Like this is this is tough. Oh yeah. Uh, so the kickoff, they're in a ring with Rossi Mayumi Kagetsu sat at the outside of the ring and. Most of the stardom girls surrounding the ring kick off with a bunch of lion press ups reverse lion press ups squats, neck bridges, rolls and tumbling uh there's about probably about twenty to twenty five minutes of that with editing uh I was impressed by this because i, I can do press ups but the only time I do them nowadays is at two a m at motorway services when I'm trying to stay awake <laughs> yeah for the last leg of a drive yeah so uh and, and i try to do I try to do them as out of the way as possible because. I mean, one time I was one time I was doing press ups in a motorway services and a bunch of girls came in through the front door and started doing press ups next to me. Which is kind of <laughs> I, I really cur I really curse not just going, and a thousand <laughs> and stopping right. there. <laughs> you always think of it too late. Yeah, uh and then we move into a shoot wrestling component, so sort of ground based amateur wrestling with progressively tougher opponents. Uh, including, of course, the indomitable Shiki. Yeah, you can't fuck. With who Shiki. who actually won her round? Which... I was
0: going to say. Uh, well, it started with uh, Rio, and she lost, right? Wasn't it her?
1: Yeah, that was Leo to start with, but yeah. Leo is like half
0: the size of the new girl. Yeah, she's very tiny. She she got pinned to the mat, and then it was Shiki. and I was going to say, you know, for being a beanpole, um, she uses that lankiness. Really well to her advantage. It's like hard to get a grip on her. She has so much uh, physical advantage in terms of length. Yeah, she just seemed
1: to maintain that position really well. Yeah, yeah. Good luck getting uh, out. There didn't, didn't seem a lot that uh, a, a lot that the Tommy could do against her. But then again, Otami was na- absolutely knackered at that point. Yeah, this is and after, that, that, and that's the purpose of the purpose of the process. As yeah, well.
0: this is after thirty minutes of exhaust uh, exhaustive calisthenics. so
1: and Natsukatora was in that in those rounds as well. Yeah, Konami destroyed her in amateur wrestling. Oh yes, I forgot that was the last one. I, I didn't write down all the names, but Konami is terrifying. Yeah, Konami. But but but, but there is that. I think we'll come to, we'll come to it later when we discuss her matches. But there's definitely you could tell that Konami was not trained in the same fashion as yes. the rest of these girls.
0: Yes, absolutely, can. Um Konami. Dominated. There was no chance. No chance. I don't even think if sh- she was fresh without having done all the stuff before, she would have had a chance. That's how bad it was. So,
1: But that's Konami for you. Uh, so then we moved into a series of actual pro wrestling matches, which I believe finished up with Tam Nakano.
0: It did. I remember there um, was uh, Jungle Kiona. Yes. I'm struggling to think of who else.
1: <laughs> Honestly, at a certain point, it was, I think with editing, it was hard to tell when they switched at some point. So. Yeah. But it was, it was very challenging, and you could certainly tell in the Tam match, she was, well, uh, Utami was really absolutely knackered. But then when she does that final burst and goes for the four drop kicks off the rope, yeah, in a row, and they just keep going and they keep going, and you know Tam is getting up and sort of underselling her offense to try and make sure that she got up and kept delivering more. Yeah. It was, she looked absolutely knackered, but, and then at the end of it, she had to give a speech about why she wanted to be a wrestler. Yes,
0: yes. And it was pretty cool because her family loves wrestling and so does she. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and she talked about her, her background and Rossi asked her to show him some judo throws, which she, which she did. So yeah. She, uh, I forget who she did that. T- or It might've been Tora, but she tossed the shit out of her. I believe it was Tora. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It's it's a it's a really fascinating watch to, just because you so rarely get to see like a full extended version of training, let alone an actual Japanese protest. Yeah. Um
0: there's there's similar stuff on Marvelous where they did public training or public workout, whatever you want to call it, which was similar without the matches, but they just drill first they had to they worked them out. And, you know, worked them out to exhaustion. And then after that, they had to uh, do bumping drills for 20 minutes and just killed them. Um, And then, I forget at what point, maybe after the bumping, they had to have their amateur matches too. And man, so they they really just work you to exhaustion in these things. Um,
1: Yeah, I've seen some New Japan stuff before. So in Japanese broadcasts, which I've watched, which uh, I can't remember if they're subtitles or not, but it was just... Going into the old dojo, and they had stuff like uh, the young boys at the time, I believe, probably Sho, uh, climbing a rope with weights tied to his waist using oh, yeah. only his arms. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Or you hear stories about guys like um, Oka uh, making a mistake uh, at Ringside during a show and being asked to go backstage and just do squats for the rest of the show. Yep. yep. And I, I'd
0: say so, th- there was a. Documentary, I believe, by the BBC that covered uh, Finn Balor back when he was Fergal Devitt, and they they were showing his life living in like a broom closet called the dojo. Did you see that?
1: I, I did see that at the time. Yeah, it was. Uh, That's pretty interesting because it was at the th- at the point when he was leaving. Aha. Okay. Uh, ju- just before he was, you know, when he was doing all his face paint stuff on the Indies and was just about to leave to go to WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that that's a really interesting documentary. If you want to look it up,
0: yeah, they, they 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 live a very sterile life there. I'm I'd be curious to know how Shibata's dojo is run because I assume he he's got to be in terms of toughness just the worst. Like he's probably kicking the shit out of these people. So. His
1: uh, his dojo ran a show oh. like last week, which should be up on New Japan World, but I don't. I didn't hear anything good about it. Uh-huh. But I, I I didn't hear much about it either. So well, they've I, been training I, I, for
0: three months.
1: Yeah, he's taking some people who a bit, who have not not from scratch though. He took some actual wrestlers in. Aha. So, but I, I, again, I don't know to what extent. I, I've only heard one person say that it wasn't anything that special. Yeah, that I'm sure. So, I'm sure it
0: wasn't wrestling school shows are never never really no, that okay. good.
1: Um,
0: uh, I will say uh, back to the topic of Utami. I have the most hopes for her that I've had for a stardom rookie in a while. Just because if you go through the recent, I think since the Jungle class, where it was Jungle, Hiromi, and, who oh, Momo, um, the rookies have been, now Yamaguchi, who's an idol. You got Shiki, who's, you know, she, she is what she is. She's a very, very skinny girl um, in a very silly outfit. And you've got Natsumi, who is, 16 and actually lives in Mexico <laughs> so she won't be around that much and you have who am I who am I, oh Leo um, who's good but incredibly tiny so Utami just looks like an actual honest-to- God athlete that wants to be a great wrestler and that's not to say the others don't want to be a great wrestler. I'm sure they do but she looks like she has the most natural available skill set to her
1: yeah uh, to, to be honest when you when you uh, when you watch her move and you watch what she does and you look at her frame and everything you think this is a sendai girls prospect yeah yeah in a lot of ways but i mean, she wants to work in stardom i think she would absolutely be a fit in stardom yeah and now that she's passed her test i believe that uh, we're, we're due a few debuts so yeah should be soon uh, i believe i believe they're already on the clock so. Yeah, they. I. I think they've announced it, but I can't.
0: I can't remember. But yeah, might be September. Yeah, because the,
1: there's another girl, isn't there, who is. Uh, I think it was during one of the recent retirements. Uh, somebody said, "You know, the next class of girls is a big. The big girls are coming in."
0: Yeah, I think there were two or three of them. Because uh, you see, if you follow Jungle on Twitter, she always she seems Kagetsu does the training these days i believe but Jungle seems to be the one who mentors them cuz she's always taking pictures of going out with them and things like that and uh hmm. that all that just to say i think there's two or three more in the down the in the pike down the road so,
1: which is excellent yeah. so uh, looking forward to seeing all of them
0: yep got to keep it fresh so yeah uh eventually we will deliver a point 5 about Gaia girls contrasting the things we just saw to how it used to be um i'm excited for that one that's going to be a good one so now into the stardom shows proper uh i believe when we left off we still had uh, the eo versus the stardom roster that tom alluded to earlier we still had that left to cover
1: yeah, I, we're not going to talk a lot about the rest of that show, I don't think. Uh, so, there was a Dionne and Tony Storm versus Shiki and Saki match, which is worth commenting on mainly because I kind of get the feeling it's Tony Storm's last match with the company. It might be, yeah. If she's on the WWE contract, I don't know how extensively she can go to Japan, and maybe she's just happy with wrapping up that portion of her career. Yeah. Uh, this was also my first look at Dionna, uh Perazzo outside of jobs that she's done in NXT. Well,
0: she was uh, she was the original. How did they debut Mickey? J- Redebute Mickey James Lu- La Luchadora or something? Oh right, yes. yeah. She was before Mickey was under the mask. It was always Perazzo. So.
1: Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what that's um, what masks are for.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially with someone relatively
1: unknown, you aren't going to immediately recognize their body. Um, but I, I always, I always thought she was fine. Uh, I, I like her, her. Yeah, I like her more now. We'll get probably get more into that in a minute. Same. yeah. My favorite person in this match was Saki, purely because she kept using Shiki as an inanimate object. Yes, yes, she did. <laughs> Saki is very
0: creative in the ring. Um, uh, it,
1: like, it was, the sucky continues to fulfill that, uh, that impression I initially had of her, where every time I see her, I like her one percent more.
0: And every time I watch the match, I think of you saying that because that's what's <laughs> happening yeah. it, it, it is it, yeah it, it's not that she's great yet, but
1: she's getting
0: you know I like her more yeah, so yeah and she like, like I say she's one of the few stardom girls that just try some really unique shit,
1: and that's a good thing. Yeah, like like for instance, using Shiki as an inanimate object like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, if you can ha- if you can have Shiki as a tag team partner, it's best to go in <laughs> with that kind of approach. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess since we're going to
0: talk about Tony Storm, um, uh,
1: what is there it's that, to say? It's that interview, isn't it?
0: Yeah, what is there to say about those two promos? She, uh, I don't know. I, it's it's just so unprofessional. And not that I remotely have liked WWE very much in years, but can you imagine a place that is professional, like WWE, uh, that focuses on promos, which is why I'm not saying New Japan, <laughs> and your pre-match promo for your World Championship match that's been long looked forward to, and then the next match, and you spend the entire time bitching about fans and i th- i think she handled that pretty incorrectly
1: i i really do chalk a lot of that up to a combination of she does very short tours in japan at the moment and that means she has usually i imagine jet lag issues and she's never exactly had the warmest character you know it's yeah. when, when you see her she's happiest when she has alcohol so right right,
0: right. yeah yeah and of but course I, I, me saying this is just more gut fuel for everything but
1: exactly and and also it's one of those things where we we only see one side of someone and we want to see a very professional side whereas we don't really know how much shit she's copped personally yeah. for this. Yeah. It is unprofessional we'll to take that out in an interview but again it's it's a it's a start and prematch Promo. It's not something that's actually being used to advertise the match. It's just to give you a sense of what's going into the match. Yeah. So it's not as. So why doesn't uh, why doesn't Roman Reigns complain before every title match? Well, he almost does. <laughs> well, he does add Raw promos. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if T- Tony was on Raw, she'd be booked to say this. So. <laughs> Jesus. Um. I, I think I, I think I i'd, I'd you take it less seriously than you. I think she's. But I, I understand the problem completely. Yeah, it's yeah. just that I, I, I as a, and my notes here say exactly, I like Tony, and I want her to wrestle where she's happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think she's a tremendous talent. So we'll see where she yeah. goes. Uh, and that brings us to uh, what EO vs Stardom, which it didn't have as many surprises as usual, but it was still an excellent match, um, series of matches. <laughs>
1: Yeah, my my highlights really were, I mean, obviously every time she worked with Queen's Quest, it was awesome because that was the last time they were going to get to work with her, so it felt special. Uh, Saki full on kissing Eo, which set the stage for the following night. Right. I think that's my favorite cell job by Eo the entire match. <laughs> just the the sheer look of shock on her face and just asking for water just yeah, so, so yeah. she could wash her mouth out. Yeah. And uh, I think my absolute favorite moment was Natsu attacking her with her own photo book.
0: I was going to say that was my favorite part, and I thought the uh, the ref, uh, which it was Bar- <laughs> it was Barbasaki, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he saw the book, and got distracted. They started looking through it together. That was that was the best moment of the match. To the, me.
1: the 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 cell that they both do when it's yeah. like. She's holding up the book, and the ref's just so sort of looking at it, and then she turns the page, and they both go. <gasps> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's really excellent. that yeah. was
1: absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I, I I just loved it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, attack. Uh, Natsu is one of those people who just when she has a gimmick in mind, she sells it to the absolute max. Yes. And that was a fantastic moment. But it was it, it was very emotional. Was so the last time in keep her first ring. She yeah. was yeah you know, obviously just very uh likable and uh, very thankful to the fans and encouraged everyone to come along to the following showing Porican where she would make her final appearance yeah so we can move on to that um oh one one thing i want to go back to
0: just quickly cuz we're talking about Corcuin is that's where Iroha won the title and i guess we said earlier Iroha was in that uh Io match matches the lone special surprise appearance the crowd for that match Ohata versus iroha in korakuen was so different from what we're used to with stardom crowds um i don't know if it was more of a new japan type of crowd but they were extremely loud a lot of times in stardom they're more sometimes it seems like everyone's mostly into throwing streamers at the beginning and things like that, and it's harder to get them loud for the match. They only do it for a few people. But that Ohada-Iroha match, the crowd was just really hot. And I thought that was interesting, because it's the same building, and it's both Joshi, but they're clearly pulling in two different types of
1: audiences. Um, It's always fascinating, isn't it? Because you, you can see that, obviously, a lot of wrestling shows have very diverse audiences. But nowhere can you see those diverse audiences coming into the same space more than Corican Hall. Yeah. I mean, even when you watch at home, you can really tell the difference between uh, New Japan shows and Noah's shows and the makeup of the crowd and Joshi shows and and who gets involved and in what way. Yeah. Uh, I I noticed very significantly when I was there, you could see a huge difference between the Tokyo Joshi Pro show Mm -hmm. and... And Noah, who yeah I went to see a couple of days later yeah there's just it's it's like a it's a great scientific just space to say this is how you know one thousand five hundred people act differently for different things
0: yeah yeah it, it, I just thought that was really interesting when i and i I noticed it a lot when I was watching that championship match they're they're sort of the same thing, but they do not draw the same people, so hmm. that was interesting, so yeah um. We move on to EO's final show. Um, And we'll go in the same order that Rossi chose to go. We'll cover Thunder Rock first.
1: Yeah, this was released in what, single cam formats? I believe so. Probably a few weeks before anything else from this show. Yeah. Long before the EO versus Stardom match, which as a result, the EO versus Stardom match kind of felt more like her swan song than this did. It did. In a lot of ways. It did. But you had the. from Going from the very back, where we watched her prepare and watch Chiki sort of try to slide out of view and die of embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, right the way through to, you know, classic Thunder Rock uh, offense. It felt like a. The crowd love her. Yeah. They really oh, yeah. do. Yeah. It was a really. And it was really nice to see EO and Mayu teaming up. In their old school fashion, I've been back and seen a few of the matches, so I could appreciate that. Even even details like uh, the fact that Io was tucking her hair back. Yes, yes, In in her old fashion, as opposed to wearing it in a new way. Yeah, yeah. So that she she looked and felt more like the classic babyface Io. Yeah,
0: it was a really nice throwback. Um, in the
1: match, it was a hell of a match, I thought too. It there there aren't better people in Stardom for her to have the match against than Kagetsu and Hazuki.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Hazuki. We're—I—I I mean, we're not going to talk about her much. Well, yeah, we will later on. But God damn, she's good since she joined Dojo Tai.
1: She is so motivated right now. I cannot wait for her white belt challenge.
0: Seriously, like,
1: I mean, when I first got into Stardom, she
0: was one of my favorites, it, it, but she had more. It was when Queen's Quest was new, so they were still trying to be heels. And she did this, just the super bitch thing. And I loved it. And then when they became full baby face, she just became really white bread and just boring. But now, e- even in the ring, not even just a like it's just seemed like she did, you know, just coasted along. But now she's just in the ring, on the microphone and in the interviews on Twitter. Everything she does is really good right
1: now. She almost, I, I get the feel of her, like she's uh, almost like a sarcastic Mayu Iwatani type character. Yeah. She's energetic, but in the kind of like a fuck you kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I honestly thought she was almost the star of this match. I thought she would get the, uh, I thought she might even get the pin to, yeah, get, so did I. to get that big win to put her over on uh, on the way out, but... It wasn't to be. No, not even in the EO uh, vs. Stardom match, Hazuki just cannot pin her.
0: <laughs> no, no. One uh, day. <laughs> yeah. But I just wanted to put over how how great she is now. I'm good it's just
1: she's great. The 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 main thing about this match was just how happy EO and Mayu were. Ridiculously so. Yeah. They, they they were just over the moon to be working together in their big final match. You had uh you had uh Ira's family come into the ring afterwards to give her you know flowers and you know everything. Mm-hmm. You had the usual train of people coming in just to give her flowers and hugs which is always it's such a beautiful tradition yeah, when I someone when someone is leaving yeah. or, or retiring. Yeah. And and of course you had Mayu following up on the previous night by basically giving what seemed like a 30 second snog. Yeah. <laughs> well that was the old to,
0: that was the old thunder rock gimmick they did so
1: was it? Yeah, that for some
0: reason, it was, it was never really, they never really talked about it, but Mayu was always trying to kiss Eo, and she could never do it. <laughs> never do it. And then like a month before Eo turned on her, she finally kissed her. And I don't know. Was,
1: yeah, that was an old Thunder Rock thing. Maybe these guys can go double dating with uh, Golden Lovers.
0: That's right. That's right. They're, they're going to make Saki very upset, though. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that, that was just because EO was just like laughing her head off yeah. as well. It was just so hilariously random, especially from my perspective. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, well, EO's Twitter or whatever, she's been updating her blog. She is in America now. She was temporarily living in some hotel that looked like. And uh, now she should be getting an apartment. I think it was the last update, like around At least now.
1: She has it now. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So I haven't seen any anything since then. But that's what she's up to. And she, uh, I believe it was when she stepped into the WWE ring for WWE Japan, where she said she almost fell over wearing heels because the ring was so. I think the word translated to squishy. <laughs> so <laughs> so I mean that's good for her too. It's uh it'll be easier on her body, I guess, than the hard stardom mats.
1: Yeah, I I just I'm I'm really anxious for the Mae Young Classic to begin now because now that she's confirmed us in, yeah, and confirmed us part of it. I mean, obviously I want I want to follow a lot of her uh social media stuff so I can follow what she's at her process as she's going into it. Yeah. But I just I can't wait to see how they debut her in that environment and how much of a spotlight they give her. Because, as I've said before, as much as I love Kairi Hojo, I think that Io Shirai is somehow made for NXT and that sort of highlight style more. Oh, yeah, I mean... she She's so athletic and acrobatic. She's not like anyone else.
0: Yeah, and she's better in the ring than uh, Asuka or Kairi. So NXT likes that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, just imagine the women's title matches we'll get. Oh my goodness, it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hopefully by that time Bel Air is pretty big and we can just have a year of EO and Bel Air. <laughs> 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 Works for me. Um, I'm fine with that. I'm, I've been thinking, I don't know, I don't know how many vacation days from work I really have or what the t- schedule looks like, but Tampa's not that far. And if they have Io Shirai and Mako Satomura... My
1: God, is it tempting to go down to try and see the Mae Young Classic? So, if oh, that's... come on, you, you you have to do that if I'm doing all my stuff. Yeah, but you get to drive, and for me, it would be like hundreds of dollars for a plane ticket. It's not cheap to drive.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially for you guys. Yeah, that's true. is Yeah,
1: I, I, I've got to go like a hundred twenty. It's like three hours each way. Goodness. Goodness! By the by, the time by the time I'm done, you know, it's. And that's if I don't have to get a hotel while I'm there. So and
0: I don't even how do you even get tickets to NXT? Like do they have tickets specifically? I, I don't know how any I of thought works. it was free. Don't you just show up? If they do, I'll fight my way in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna travel that far and not see it. So I if don't, it looks I don't for know. A
1: second, like, if it looks for a second like you're not gonna make it in, I'll just shout it Hanukkah in there. Yeah. <laughs> Go into full uh
0: Big show throwing off a crowd of people mode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Justin has been arrested today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: It's tempting though. It's tempting. Um, okay. But yeah, farewell to Io. She, we'll see what she does now. Um, next up is the next ace of stardom until, until it's renamed as a uh, world wonder ring Azumi, which is in the future. Um, <laughs> inevitable that's right inevitable we did. she already
1: she already crowned herself like as being in charge of queen's quest already so. yeah
0: yeah at the press conference the other day uh i forget what the question was who's the leader now that eo
1: has gone or something and then uh, commander azumi they all
0: said it's azumi yeah yeah
1: that was, i mean that 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 might seem that might, it might seem like a joke but i literally think that's the best solution it is yeah yeah like you can have Momo as the in-ring ace, but none of the rest of them have the charisma of Azumi. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Just have just have Azumi be the manager.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or just have her be like you know the evil, the evil boss or something of her two henchmen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she could be Bobby Heenan, and those can be her brainbusters. I don't know.
1: See, I, I wish I had your automatic classic wrestling reflexes there, because the closest <laughs> comparison I was going to go to was she could be Spike to the Dudley boys. Oh, she my <laughs>
0: No, she, no.
1: <laughs> no Spike Dudley. You're oh. an evil boss, Spike Dudley. <laughs> yeah, but he
0: went through... He, they, like, threw him out of the ring through a table all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Azumi alone.
1: Oh, especially with those japanese tables.
0: Yeah, they won't even break. She'll just bounce. How is that not a
1: How is that not a death match a japanese table match?
0: It should be. It should be because you're going to break before that stupid table does.
1: Um, okay. But anyway, yes. Yeah. Sorry, the main
0: event of this show. The main event of this show was uh Momo Watanabe versus Jungle Kyona it had an okay amount of hype before i watched it and it lived up to all of it it is my new stardom match of the year i think it was better than both momo versus io matches which is not something i would say lightly at all since those were absolutely incredible but i liked this jungle match more um there were some problems with jungle mostly i think momo might have done it once but uh kicking out maybe just a hair too late on those 2.93 counts um, that might have looked a little... Might have made you notice them more than they probably should have.
1: Sometimes I feel like that's almost an audio issue.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, even if it isn't, I I don't care. This match was fantastic. I (laughs) love this match. Um, I don't know if it's better... I don't know if it's my overall Joshi match of the year because Ohada's pretty much got most of those right now but uh, it it could be like number 2 it's
1: it was a hell of a match i i, I mainly look at it as a fantastic indication and starting point for what this promotion is going to be yeah because they've lost the person who was kind of their identity in a lot of ways yeah she was when when people thought about stardom they the first person they said was io shirai of course and it was really smart not to have EO be the main event on this show because it really demonstrated that they have, yeah, such prodigious talent beyond just that just that main star. And it was necessary for them to have a match of this caliber on this show just to show, yeah, those what was it, fifteen hundred people, yep, that this promotion is worth following regularly.
0: Yeah, they they had to deliver to to show that. You should still come, even though EO's not here, and I think they pulled it off.
1: And I, I just love jungle being in that position. It's it was such a mark out moment for me. I I'm as probably as big a fan of of Jungle as you are of Momo. I love so, Jungle
0: too. I think she's one of the best baby faces in the world, frankly. Jungle Kiona fighting from adversity is just it's incredible.
1: But she's also got that sort of I guess what I, her male equivalent I would think of as is Tomohiro Ishii almost. Yeah, because she has that sort of underdog fire to her, but she still she still seems physically dominant in a lot of stardom matches. Yeah, and this she, was she seems intimidating in a lot yeah. of ways without necessarily being overpowering.
0: Yeah, and this was this was had an interesting story to it where. Jungle actually did really well at first when she was targeting on the knee and all that. But the fight went outside and Momo B drived her on the floor, <laughs> gave her a B driver on the floor, and she never recovered from that. So And that's
1: the thing, Momo has so many hard hitting weapons. Yeah. That she can just turn a match around just like that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that was uh that was the Korakuan show for Eel's Eel's final match. Um hell of a card, or at least hell of a top two matches on there and then they took a break for a little while until they went to osaka
1: and i, I took a break as well cuz i needed to uh, decompress after eo was done yeah because I... it just felt like it needed that i didn't even watch the momo versus jungle match until oh, wow. last night Wow. because i i just needed time to com- time to just Just let the EO thing wash through, and then I'd finally be able to move on and catch up with these last two shows. So So, so I rambled about
0: it a bunch, but where would you have it in terms of all these Momo matches this year?
1: I still think the first EO Momo match is my most memorable. Okay. But I have seen that one a lot more than this one, and I do intend to see this one again.
0: Yeah, and that one was a
1: star-making performance. That was Momo's breakout match. Exactly. Yeah, that, and, and that's why that's why it stands out so much for me, just because they were so brutal to each other. But yeah, yeah. I, I do expect, like I say, I do expect to see this one again, mainly when I get the time wrong for the start of a G one, and I have, <laughs> half hour, I have half an hour to spare. That's right. That's right.
0: Uh, so I didn't watch much either until I was uh, until I read that Osaka Night One, Momo versus Momo Watanabe versus Diana Prado was worth going and watching right now. So I did, and the show was okay. Um, I don't think there's too much to talk about it, except for that main event with, once again, Momo Watanabe, who's just having a hell of a year. Um, She comes back from injury, gets herself acclimated, and then takes over the promotion. This was a really good match, as we alluded to earlier.
1: Uh, Diana looked really good. Yeah, I never suspected she was this good. Yeah. And I think that's I obviously I haven't given her that much of a chance like I probably should have because I haven't seen her in many long singles matches. Right. But when when she actually gets the chance to work long term and focus on that submission, yeah. She she really did impress me. Uh to the point where I I'm I'm, re- I'm quite excited to see her in NXT although I I do think she'll tr- still struggle to stand out, but Oh, she will. She will. And she's not going to get to have a 20-minute match with Momo
0: Watanabe there either. so.
1: No, no. Uh, but this was a great opponent for Momo to k- kick into her her white belt defenses with because, obviously, the trademark of the white belt is you take on incoming gaijins yeah. Yeah. and use those to build the prestige of the belt. And if she's going to follow in the footsteps of Eo, yeah. she needs to be doing that. The fact that they went straight in on the very next show, like, back-to-back white belt defenses against the best in the stardom and the best they could find from uh, Gaijin talent. That's that's a statement of intent as far as uh, Momo's title reign goes.
0: Oh, yeah. I hope she holds this thing for a really long time. Because goddamn her, her main event's good. Uh,
1: Diana was just nasty going after that arm. I, I loved it. And she has a lot of the poise as well, which... Yeah. It's kind of more of an EO like trait. Momo doesn't have a, have much when it comes to carrying herself arrogantly. She just yeah. she is yeah. when she's in the ring. She just, you know, you you can see what to expect with her because she's just completely focused on the game as it stands. Whereas yeah. Diana is kind of more about showing off a bit. Yep. So it was It was nice to see someone like that who could visually put Momo on the back foot for a bit and then Momo could win through. And not so much the wrestling
0: style, but from how she carries herself, I always get serious Bret Hart vibes. I think it's because she does that two arms out at her waist. You know what I'm saying? That Bret Hart pose? Yeah, yeah. And how her how her walk sort of is? I don't know. She She always makes me think of Bret Hart. I don't know. She obviously can't work like that, but that's
1: how I... That's my
0: pick for <laughs> how she carries herself.
1: <laughs> no, if there, if there was a if there was an equivalent for how 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 she probably should be as a main eventer, very straightforward, very technical. Yeah, uh, I can't think of a better equivalent than Bret Hart to aim for. So.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I so, think earlier on, earlier on this show, also, I think it's worth saying at this point. I, I think you 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 especially mm. owe an apology to to, who? to one Zoe Lucas. No, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the match she had with Yoniyama was excellent. That's because Yoniyama's excellent. Right, but if you can't tell look, if you can't tell me you don't see the difference between Zoe Lucas when she showed up yeah. at the start of this tour. Yeah. And Zoe Lucas, not just in this match, but in the match she had the next night as well.
0: Yeah, she she's landing her her silly split based offense a lot better. It doesn't look what Like, uh, in her first few matches, it, it basically didn't even connect, really. No. But, um,
1: I, but mean, I think I think she was a more than competent part of that uh, tag match on the following night as well. She did. She had, or she was, but she had
0: one mistake that stood out to me. Um, Konami locked in some sort of submission hold. And Momo, as they tend to do when that happens at Tardom, came in the ring and ran over to her corner and hit her. And Zoe just, I guess, was baffled by why she would do that, and didn't sell it, didn't do anything,
1: and then <laughs> <laughs> didn't do a damn thing. And and so you're getting, Momo, you're getting laser focused in your dislike here. It, it, it's cost, it's cost how much she's improved. And
0: then Momo kicks her in the stomach, and she sort of looks around confused and takes a
1: knee. <laughs> I just I she, was look, so she's, I'm not saying she She doesn't still have a frightened rabbit in headlights quality yeah, to yeah, her. Yeah, uh, but. No, she she has improved absolutely greatly, I think. Yeah. And and I like I say I I especially enjoyed the 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 match with Yoniyama the night before because yes, Yoniyama is very easy to work with. There's a reason they always put her in the spot that she's in. Yeah. But I thought this moved beyond Yoniyama versus girl in training to Yoniyama having a genuinely fun singles match. Yeah. Absolutely, especially because they based it so much around the height difference. Yeah, the visual comedy of that—it it really worked for me.
0: Yeah, it was a good match. It was fine. I mean, it's a comedy match, but yeah,
1: but yeah, fine. I'll I'll start to bend a little. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just take her out of the class where we see that she's Brandy Rhodes level. <laughs> okay, we can do that. We could Brandy Brandy Rhodes couldn't work that match. No, in either no. of those matches, even close to.
0: No, no, but she. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I agree um, She's a uh, Man, I'm just not I know, I know <laughs> I was about to compare her to Rebel But that's not great either <laughs> It's not kind either yeah. <laughs> yeah But I just wish she would <sighs> Her entire offense is based on the fact That she can do splits Like, come on
1: <laughs> you, could say, you could say that about Rob Van Damme uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it, it's also a valid criticism of Rob Dam. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Look how flexible I am. I'm sorry, Zoe. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I got
1: it. I, I said it. Fine. Okay. <laughs> now. So, uh, the first match of the next night is Leo Onozaki versus X because I think Ruaka sustained an injury. So, what it wound up being was the champion pulling double duty, and it was Leo Onozaki versus Kagetsu On her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you believe that Kagetsu was complaining about that?
0: That's
1: right. <laughs> and since we love making our
0: uh, comparisons on this show, the vibe I got from this match was Ric Flair. How old Ric Flair would take any local scrub, and not to call Leo Onozaki a local scrub, but take any local bum and make them look like a threat and make them look incredible before beating them. And that's what Kigetsu does every time she fights one of these low-card people. She gives them so much and makes them look so good.
1: If this was any, if this was any other company, it would be a two-minute match at most. You'd yeah. hit a finisher and you'd be done. But it's not the purpose of, the, of ring time in Stardom. It's it's about trying to present the star- the next upcoming stars. And when Kagetsu goes in the ring with someone like Leo Ozaki, who has had well-structured, good matches before, I think that's her... Like I've said before, that's her biggest strength. Yeah. She seems to have a mind for how to structure an interesting match.
0: Yeah, she, she, she has a good mind for drama.
1: Exactly. But... Uh, so but again it's mostly leo Onasaki just trying to hit those forearms and eventually they start to work yes and kagetsu has all these weapons but she's kind of not she's not she doesn't cut off leo as much as she would in a normal match just because it feels like as champion she wants to see what this girl has to bring
0: yeah and she, she almost challenges
1: her or she does challenge her all the time so come on hit me I mean you got to go for another comparison but it's sort of like Nagata when he's fit one on one with one of the young boys. That's that's the kind of feel it was, you know. I'm not I'm not bringing 100% of what I did because if I did, you're not going to learn anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I really enjoyed this and especially because seeing Kagetsu in two singles matches on one show is pretty rare. Yeah, it's a treat. Yeah. Uh the other singles match we got to see from Kagetsu on this show was better. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was better.
0: Um, it was very nice to see Sirius Konami. She's here too.
1: Yeah, a couple of nights earlier, we'd seen Konami and Kagetsu face off on opposite sides of a tag match. Yeah, and my first thought before I even knew this match was booked was, "Wow, they work well together." Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know if it's because they're both they're not stardom trained, so they feel different to everyone else in the ring. But they really, they seem to play off each other very well. And now that Konami has basically adopted that style where almost everything you, when you run offense against her, almost everything could feel like a trap. Yes. For her to get get you in one of her arm bars or her leg submissions. Yeah. So there's nobody else quite like her in stardom. And Kagetsu can face off with her on a pretty level footing with a lot of the striking and stuff, but... It's just, whenever she tried to put too much together, Konami was just coming back with those just nasty-looking submissions. Yeah. And you so rarely see Kagetsu put on the back foot like that, especially against someone who, had, up until now, or up until very recently, was not that taken that seriously.
0: Yeah. They mentioned a lot of stuff that was interesting in their pre-match promos. Uh, first was Konami, of course, saying... Two things. One, that she was in this match to prove that Queen's Quest is still a threat even without Eoshirai. And two, that I don't know if she was debuting it or whatever. Uh, the triangle lancer,
1: which she the, did lock up The, the reverse armbar thing. Yeah. Which, yeah no, she, she tapped someone out with it a couple of nights earlier. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm, I'm no, gonna need she's someone bending to break it, it the right way.
0: <laughs> yeah. So my only thought is it's sort of because she puts her her crotch on the shoulder. So maybe that acts as a fulcrum in the same manner that a stretch muffler works because using your head you're hyper extending the knee. Hmm. So maybe since her crotch is on the shoulder, that serves as a fulcrum to hyper extend
1: the shoulder? I don't know well, she, but she has her feet underneath the opponent's back.
2: Yeah, it's so and weird.
1: I think that the idea is, you know, if you kind of get if you pull up a pull apart a chicken wing yeah. Like one way you do it, which is the traditional armbar way which is you can uh just fold fold it backwards so that that's what tears the joint what she's doing is basically pulling it in two directions, yeah as yeah. opposed to using it against itself yeah. it shouldn't work but yeah so you- so this
0: is i I hope everyone at home is ready for this type of analysis because <laughs> we we're gonna have pelvic fulcrums and Fried chicken comparisons
1: for years to come. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to think of as many terrible comparisons as I can make on this show. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, she uses her pubis on the shoulder. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to justify the damn move.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. No. It's it's a weird one because l- there's nothing about it. unless there's like something in the wrist that I'm missing where there's a, where. That's twisted in some way.
0: Yeah, yeah, because that's just how you stretch before a match. You you yeah. grab yourself by the elbow for both arms. <laughs> I don't know. I, I need to ask Konami how this works. Or maybe just have her do it and break my arm. I don't know.
1: Well, the thing is, all her other standard moves look like they're the standard MMA yeah, MDK moves. Yeah. So the fact that she's got a submission finish, which looks complicated, but not painful at all, is weird. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah yeah
1: it's interesting but
0: yeah maybe as we see it more we'll understand it more or at least <laughs> we'll have it beaten into us that we don't even notice so that that was the other thing she brought up was the triangle Good answer and Kagetsu brought up how she knows konami's tough because they had fought each other before outside of stardom and the the way i know that is true i don't know where they did it but they had that famous death match do you remember
1: that I know that Konami was in a death match. It was. With I did not. I did not know it was with Kagetsu, Yeah, and they were like breaking fluorescent tubes over each
0: other or something like ah, that. Jesus.
1: I, yeah, I swear to God, I'm not
0: misremembering that. And if I am, that's where our show wide Mia comes into uh, play. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that I'm correct. Um, so yeah,
1: I thought. I thought that was.
0: I thought both of their interviews were pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm not watching any death matches anytime soon. Sorry. No, it's, it's not <laughs> I better. watched one last week, which people said was a five-star death match, and I mean, it might, maybe it was, but it was still a death <laughs> match. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm I, still not that into be- people being parabombed on beds of nails. Yeah, it's just stupid. I mean, there's a section of Twitter that really
0: loves their death matches for some reason, but uh,
1: it's it's fine if that's your thing. But yeah, it, it's a very niche thing, and I'm not into it personally. Yeah. Okay. And of course, the main event on this show was not a death match. It was for the tag team titles. Yes.
0: And uh, this was a good match. It was more, once again, me going, God damn, Hazuki's good now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I thought she was the star of the match in this one. I, um, I. You saw those nasty photos on Twitter where Sumire was showing how she got her lip in her cheek all busted up and i think i could see a little blood on her mouth at the end of the match but i i for the life of me i couldn't i was even trying to see
1: where this happened and i just could not figure it out i think i also saw mayu had something at one point around the same area on her face yeah but honestly the the, the main spot i thought that i might have seen the the natsu injury on was when uh Hizuki accidentally pump kicked her in the face Yes, actually, I think you might because yeah. she kind of just she kind of just went through her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> and the way she saw it was sort of like she was dazed from it. So it, yeah, it have,
1: yeah. It might it might well have been that. Honestly, I while Suzuki was probably the star of the match, I really respected the the effort, the effort level of Natsu here. Yeah, me too. She was really. I mean, look, I'm not going to say this was like the as good as the thunder rock match right obviously like because Saki Kashima is not at that level yet and natsu sumire doesn't habitually work at that level yeah but certainly i think that the effort level of natsu in this match was excellent yeah i'm finding that there's more and more ways in which i keep i, I underestimate her and then she surpasses
0: yeah yeah so and i, I love her finish her finish is great that Hold them up, DDT thing. I, I really like. Oh, that. Well, she also
1: has the fall away, um, pinning, exploder.
0: Yes, she does. Yeah, yeah. I almost like the match that earned them this shot more than this one.
1: Yeah, the uh, that was the trios match. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, but Natsu was really good in both of them. Uh, I mean, she's never going to be, you know, the dynamite kid or something. But she's a, she's capable. She's really good at her job.
1: Yeah, you can definitely put her in these occasionally. Yeah. It's I'm more than happy for Natsu to work almost any spot on the card as yeah. long as it's not like a major singles made event.
0: Even then, I mean if it's like twice a year, once a year, whatever.
1: Yeah, I think it depends who the opponent would be. Yeah. Greatly. Yeah. But no, she she I I I could definitely tell that they were all really trying to make a point with how much work they were putting in. Yep. Even if the overall match quality at the end was not incredible, I think it was good. Yeah, it was. It, was a, it w- was a very good match. It was a worthy show made event easily. So, yeah,
0: I did like just one last thing on that thing. <laughs> when Subide was showing those p- pictures, if you translated the Japanese, uh, she said, I don't want the tag belts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> She got her face all messed up trying to go for him. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. So that was Osaka Night 2. And now that's uh, all left to talk about for stardom is uh, the Wagners coming in and uh, the fact that Momo versus Hazuki is going to be the shit.
1: Yeah. So, well, I mean, firstly, I, what I forgot to do at the start of the show was do my standard uh, or... Uh, desire to be standard introduction of the gaijins at the start of the month and the gaijins at the end of the month
0: all right do that for us
1: yeah so at the start of the month we have tony storm diana parazzo and zoe lucas and at the end of the month for these shows we're about to talk about we uh, were due to have a lineup from rise but unfortunately Shotzi blackheart and Delilah doom were both injured yeah, Both. and I, I haven't seen enough Rise to know the rest of them. So those were the
0: two that I actually knew.
1: Yeah. So, but our current uh, Geishin lineup is Viper, uh, Kikio, Dust, Kylie Ray, and Britt Baker. How is
0: this Kylie Ray thing okay? <laughs> is that not
1: gimmick <laughs> infringement? There was um on the. I don't know if you listen to the Joshi think, There's a Joshi podcast from Voices of Wrestling a while ago, which what, a couple of months ago now, which was a draft. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, and one of them managed to put Kylie Ray versus Kaylee Ray.
0: Mmm. <laughs> that totally slipped my attention.
1: Or it was. Uh, it might have been. It might have been the US. It was the US indie draft, which was they did that for. Sorry. Oh, see,
0: I I only listen. I only listen when it's Joshi on that. Wrestling yeah, Mikasa,
1: yeah. So. but yes, uh, as of as of now, uh, Kikyo actually got injured in training. Oh my goodness! So she uh, they had to change a bunch of matches coming up. But yeah, they've still got four gaijins active, uh, a bun- and a bunch of stuff. And they were the the reason I knew about uh, Doctor. Sorry, Ray Wagner, as he's now known now that he's unmasked, coming in was because those girls talked about the training experience with him. Which oh, thinking, I. thinking about it was the day that Kikyo got injured. Uh-huh. So, uh, but no, there's a there's a video of all these girls arriving in Japan on Stardom World. I did see that. I still can't, I still don't know who's who. Uh, Kikyo is the larger girl. Dust okay. is the blonde. Kylie Ray is the other one, and Britt Baker is the other other one. So which one? <laughs> so okay, the blonde is just called Dust. Yeah, the shorter blonde. She's just is, called Dust. Well, she has another name, but Dust is the one that she's going under. Here. Okay, so and who's the one who wears the Pikachu top as oh, her ranger? gosh, reindeer? is that? I don't, Kyler I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll know all this once we see the shows. Yeah, give us a week, and those the shows will be up. But yeah, uh, yeah. and but of course, as for now,
0: I, I unfortunately don't get to see much eyes.
1: No, well, this is a this is a this is why it's a good time to have an influx of talent just to see what these girls are about. Yeah, and I believe that they're doing a uh, a tournament with those girls in. They are, they are. So that should be interesting. To that's a good introductory format for these girls. And of course, as we were mentioning, uh, Ray Wagner and his son were coming in to work both in intergender six six person matches, which is slightly fascinating. Yeah, because uh, it's so rare in Stardom, but also to do just to just to spend a day teaching.
0: Well, I, I think it's a. Uh... I think it's once a year. I swear to God, Rossi loves the Wagner family because he brings them in once a year.
1: Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. It must have been just... It must be almost a year since I started watching, so yeah, I must yeah, have the, missed the last one.
0: Yeah, the last one, and it was fine. It was fine. They both looked good. Um, the older one, I guess that's Dr. Wagner the senior, looked better. His kid is pretty good. He's real muscular, and he's solid. I don't know. He's just a dude.
1: Yeah, I believe that there's... There's two kids. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, one, one, of, one of which is really muscular and not that good. The other one's less muscular and quite good. Oh. But I think there's some contention over which one of them would be facing off against whoever was going to face... Wh- whoever unmasked Dr. Wagner, so...
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I don't keep up
1: with Lucha at all. It's Me either. I'm yeah. going off stuff I barely remember from podcasts I listen to almost. Yeah, yeah. How, however long ago, he lost his mask. Yeah, I... Must be almost six months ago now. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like I, I have no clue. I, I've tried a thousand times, and I just can't get into the lucha thing. <laughs> but um, I, I, but you've got to acknowledge it has a positive influence on Joshi generally. Oh, absolutely does. Um, Sorry. Has a positive influence on a lot of
0: things as far as tours for Japanese wrestlers. Uh, mm. It's just not my back.
1: <laughs> no, that's a, yeah, that's absolutely fair. Yeah. Although it's great fun to watch Hana Kimura just ripping apart a Mexican crowd.
0: Oh god, that that video clip that made it to... I guess there's a Lucha channel on YouTube. um, (laughs) And I managed to somehow come across the link of Hana versus... Who's she fighting?
1: Uh... God, I don't even know. But they had I have really no idea, promo. but there's alcohol, yeah. a raucous crowd, and Hannah is having nobody nothing of anyone's shit. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Grabbing this woman by the hair
0: and screaming Fuck you <laughs> It's really cool. Uh, I hope to yeah. see that myself maybe yeah. when she comes to the UK. <laughs> well, you know, just say something mean to her and maybe she'll
1: do it to you. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she'll grab you by the hair. Unless she turns up turns up in her baby face scare.
0: That's right. <laughs> I think you're better as a heel Hannah <laughs> fuck you yay <laughs> <laughs> so now we are on uh I guess we should mention our projects uh the fact that I almost forgot that is probably a hint that I did not do any Io Shirai, uh second red title belt run watches um I've been just watching other Joshi. Uh, yeah, how about you, Tom?
1: <laughs> I, I'm no help here. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So the projects are on hiatus until episode
1: five. They're they're not mandatory. We're not yeah. we're not letting you down by not doing these. We're let we're yeah. only letting ourselves down. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that has to do
0: mostly. That has to do with uh, losing my stupid. Uh, I traded in. Not that it's. I watched everything on my Xbox one. It had a built in browser that played everything. I traded in for a PS4. Their browser plays nothing. So now I have a fire stick that plays some things and (laughs) it's just sort of messed with my Joshi a little bit. Um, but I'm slowly getting it fixed. That's uh that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. We're <laughs> gonna move on We're gonna move on to the classic match section. Now last month, Tom, uh, you saw two hosses go at it with Dynamite Kansai versus Aja Kong. And we decided to up the ante and give you Aja Kong versus Bull Nakano in a cage match from the Wrestle Marin Piad of nineteen ninety.
1: Yes. This was um this is very different to that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, um... You know, I, 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 I'm I, just going to talk strictly about this match because I've seen Bull Nakano before, but I'm not going to go off those experiences. I'm going to go off this one. Okay. I didn't come out of the imp- this, with, this with the impression that Bull Nakano was a traditionally great wrestler. Oh, yeah, okay. I came out of this with the impression, and that's uh, part of the nature of the match, that this was Azure Kong hitting a thousand backfists. <laughs> yeah, that that was probably the first 15 minutes of the match, yeah. And, and Bull Nakano stabbing Aja Kong in the shoulder a thousand times in return. Yeah. It, it, With a I pair lo- of scissors. We love our comparisons here. This was a 1970s NWA cage match.
0: It, it really... Yeah, that's a good... Com- there were people trying to get in. The crowd was going crazy. They were... The people that were trying to get in, which I spotted Medusa Michelli there, um, were giving them weapons like scissors and nunchucks. Bol Nakano went off with the nunchucks a little bit. Uh, hit Aja Kong right in the goddamn side of the head with one. Um it, uh, they it was a double juice, they both bladed. This is just a wild ass brawl.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if I can never can... <laughs> it's one of those things where before I recommend this to anyone, I have to just say, don't expect a wrestling match. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah.
1: Because like I say, this is just, this is a walk and brawl where Aja Kong's controller was stuck on backfist. Yeah. And, yeah. and Bull Nakano is sort of doing a couple of awkward flying things off of ropes occasionally because she's trying to climb and then gets caught. Yeah, yeah. But like, I I I I rarely felt like Bull Nakano was a threat to Aja Kong, but I also felt like Aja Kong was just. I liked the match. Yeah. But it wasn't like I thought it was some indelible classic. Yeah. It it was more that I felt like I was seeing something that was the the end product of like a two year thing I hadn't seen. Well, so this the was. Sa- uh... The satisfaction i got from it was less than i think it was probably giving to a lot of other people well the context there is uh
0: some of the context is this is right after Nakano was world champion for three years um this is right after that so she's still i guess where okada would be now right um and bull or napo but aja kong is the new dominant gonna kill everyone monster uh in more context, is we would take it a lot more lightly now because of how Jim Cornette would bitch. We've seen it too goddamn much. But at the time, you got to remember, this is 1990. And Nakano t- climbs to the top of a 20-foot cage, or whatever the real feet are, and comes off with a goddamn leg drop. Oh. And this is 1990. 1990- what were we seeing in 1990? That was like honky-tonk man and greg van no that tag team was still three years away in the future this is like so early in the wrestling timeline to be doing that sort of nonsense
1: (laughs) we've seen superfly splashes and stuff off of short cages yeah. This, i the the leg drop off the top rope is a horrible move to take. She hits yeah. this leg drop and then bounces up and lands on her feet. <laughs> it was it's like, nuts. oh my it, God, your it, spine.
0: Yeah. And not even in the way like how, if anyone watched Memphis, how those rings were basically trampolines. This was a hard ass ring. She jumps from a giant cage, bam, hits the leg drop and just pops right up and gets out and wins. But... Oh. For its time, that spot is just complete nonsense, which is why <laughs> I think, which is why I think it went down as a classic because that just didn't happen.
1: Yeah, there was like I say, there was a point in this match where I was just thinking, Aja hit a different move. Yeah, because <laughs> I love that move, and yeah. you're hitting the you're hitting the back fist like Kobashi hits chops.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because. Uh, you think of Aja in WWE; she hit one of those, and the match was over. Mm. Yeah, and then in this match, she hits what three dozen at least? Oh no, it's got to be fifty easily. <laughs> I I think you're right, probably. It, yeah. it
1: was it was over fifty. I mean, probably less than a hundred, but over fifty.
0: Yeah. It People was...
1: think Kenny Omega spams that V trigger. <laughs> Watch this!
0: Watch this! Yeah. The,
1: the... <laughs> This is an interesting match. I'm glad I watched it for, for context and also to give a wider idea of the sort of thing that was going on. I don't want to have a vision that's just Yeah. any particular one kind of match coming from this era.
0: Yeah, you need the broad all yeah. encompassing, yeah.
1: But it's uh, I'm not going to put I'm not at the same time I'm not going to put it on the level of the, those other matches we've seen so far because Yeah. it is so different. And I think that I it probably isn't the match that best serves Bull Nakano in terms of Encompassing her skill, oh no! It's more—it's more her presence. Yeah, I mean,
0: what would the New Japan? That would be like Okada now in a double juice cage match against who's who's a New Japan monster? Evil Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he's
1: apparently the biggest monster in New Japan. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so I don't know. It's hard to make a comparison, but uh, it wasn't like Tom says a very good wrestling match, but. If you can put it in context for the time it happened, and let alone that what were women doing in that era, uh, especially in the U.S., where God, I don't think they even worked in 1990, did they? Sherry Martel wasn't winning the title anymore uh, on house shows or wherever she defended those things. Um, yeah, you would was,
1: actually you would actually have to wait till women coming from these shows came across in the mid 90s. Yeah. Yeah. You would be waiting for Medusa, who, like you say, was on this show.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Cl- and- climbing climbing the, ri- climbing the ring and throwing stuff in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I was if- watching this and just thinking, who's that blonde woman? Bloody hell. <laughs> That's Medusa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Bra- brawling on the table on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, contextually, it's just...
0: Just sort of a holy shit that happened in what year type of match? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So you've already told me, and I've already found the
1: match. Who do you want next time, Tom? Tonight, Justin. I would like to choose Akira Hokuto. That works for me. Now,
0: okay. Little backstory here. I always used to have the silliest fan grudge against Akira Hokuto in the exact same fashion that 90s wrestling fans got fucking legitimately angry at each other over who was better between Brett and Sean, right? So the only person to really have a claim as better than Manami Toyota is Akira Hokuto. And I am in the goddamn Manami Toyota camp. (laughs) <laughs> so I was always angry because that's the era I come from. So no, out. She's not as good. She's incredible. She's really incredible. But I always had that grudge against her. Now, sticking with the I'm not actually going to give you their best match yet because we're still introducing everyone, you're not going to get any of the uh, Kong Manami Toyota, or what some people say is the greatest Joshi match ever, but it's not because it doesn't have Manami Toyota um, <laughs> versus Shinobu Kondori, i'm going to give you from 5893 which this is a european site so that could be august or may i don't know um akira hokuto versus harley saito so this match was uh as i said in 1993 i don't believe it's from any of uh, any special card i know it was from a Good card because there's also a crazy match on here, on this show between um, Aja Kong and Bat Yoshinaga. Uh, but this was the main event and it was also incredible. Um, so I guess they this was just a TV taping with you know two four and a half star matches on it, which is <laughs> <laughs> goddamn ridiculous. Um, but yeah, you're gonna get uh, and I was all I almost picked another Akira Hokuto match. I was gonna pick uh, versus. Mima Shimoda, but the only copy of the Mima match that I could find cut off their entrances. And I want you to see an Akira Hok- Hokuto entrance. So I went to 1B, and this is the Harley-Saito match.
1: Awesome. I have seen Akira Hokuto before in bits and pieces. Same as Bull and It's a WCW thing. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I am... Very much looking forward to seeing her in her, you know, in her prime, in her main habitat. So.
0: Yeah, um, this is definitely her prime. That WCW stuff was interesting because she was entirely undefeated there, and the only time they've had a women's division, she came in, she won every single match she had, she beat Medusa about seventeen thousand times, and uh, then they decided they didn't want a women's title, and she was gone. Um she even wrestled under her she she got married to Magica Mascara or I don't know some luchador and she left Japan for a short time um and she wrestled what was her name I believe it was Reina Jubuki Reina Jubuki something like that Anyway, and she was the champion for either CMLL, or CML or AAA, wherever she was. She was the champion there because she's the champion wherever she goes. And in the WCW tournament, to determine the title, she wrestled. She did double duty as Akira Hokuto and as Reina Jubuki And she lost a match. I forget who she lost to it. It might have been Medusa. might have been someone else. But it pissed off this Mexican promotion so bad that they just stripped her of the title. They said, "Well, she lost there; she's not our champion anymore," which is very weird. But uh, <laughs> she ended up divorcing that guy and moving back. And a year later, ended up marrying. You know, was it K- K- uh, Sasaki? Yes. Sasaki, yeah. Which is the relationship everyone knows of. But uh,
1: where they where they got they got engaged on the very first date.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were married six months later. Yeah, but yeah, that. I don't know. I just thought of that little piece of WCW history where they only had that women's division once and she never lost
1: a single match. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So she if she she'd only
1: stuck around to face Stacey Keedler, we could have had a dream match.
0: I know, or um what what was the major guns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> depressing. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, I kind of got excited there on the Akira Hokuto subject and sort of ranted at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you think you're
1: here for? Yeah,
0: this. Uh, these, a lot of the old AJW stuff just gets me all hyped up. I'm s- <laughs> all apologies. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so there we go, Tom. That's
1: I, I look forward to it. That's yeah. an interesting, interesting pick. Again, bringing in someone who I haven't heard of on the other side. Yeah, and yeah, I will try to watch it probably with either a half hour from now or a half hour before our next recording. But, <laughs> but Possibly no, both. No other time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, okay. Well, look at that, Tom.
0: It's uh it's been Joshi Joshi four point and we're done. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's been a good month. It's been a good month. I'm, it's been a good month. I, I, I'm getting some. Gonna get some Joshi back into my regular diet. I think. Yeah. As long as yeah. the G one doesn't kill me.
0: So I know you have another podcast. Do you wanna you wanna plug it before we go? Oh gosh, yes, of course. Uh, have you Have you guys had a episode since the last Joshi Joshi episode? No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Never <laughs> mind. It's my fault. Oh. Um, <laughs>
1: But yes, Cure for the Common Podcast. We're reviewing WWF in 1997 in a very forensic style. If you want to see, if you want to hear us talk about every single show, every single segment of every single second they broadcast that year, which is basically just raw on shotgun, so you're fine. Uh, <laughs> then, yeah, check it out. It's yeah. I- exhaustive. <laughs> yeah, but f- don't forget uh, to have fun your doing house. it. So yeah.
0: yeah. Are you guys covering pay per views too? I assume yeah.
1: Yes, we should. We should have. We, we should have some uh, Shawn Michaels bulldog. Oh, interesting I- stuff so- coming up soon. So
0: I mean, Sean Michaels is the biggest piece of shit in the world. He but is.
1: But goddamn, I love that match. Oh, it's a great match, but it's yeah. also a-, a-, a match structured around the idea that Shawn Michaels is the biggest dick in the world.
0: Well, it's not even enti- I mean, it is structured around it, but then you don't know the. F- well, back then we didn't know the finish was going to be. Hey, your your dumb sister has cancer, haha, And then he wins. What the
1: fuck? He doesn't <laughs> just win. He 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 wins by the Heart Foundation apparently not caring that DX is running in for ten minutes. Yeah, it's just it's it's a finish designed to make the Heart Foundation look shit. Anyway. I, I yep, believe yeah. I give I give that about a half an hour on another podcast. Yes, so yeah, I uh, look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Tune in soon,
1: um,
0: and of course, Tom can be found at Rabid. Rabid. I'm talking like an English person. Uh, <laughs> Rabid Stavros. R a b i d s t a v r o s seven seven on any and all social media. And Justin can be found at Coffee Yay. yay coffee yay (laughs) (laughs) all right and that'll do it uh we'll see you guys again next time so long tom so long justin bye bye i'm sorry zoe